Hello and welcome to the Liverpool Way podcast. The Reds secured a place in the League Cup quarterfinals thanks to a 2-1 win over Brighton on an absolutely dismal night on the South Coast. Jurgen Klopp's side overcame some horrendous conditions thanks to a goal from Cody Gakpo on his return to the starting eleven and an absolute stormer from Darwin to win it late on. I'm Chris Smith and I'm joined by TLW editor Dave Usher. John Brennan has been rewarded for some fine performances in the Europa League to earn a late call-up for the game tonight. After talking through this entertaining cup tie, we'll be looking ahead to the weekend's game against Luton. Dave, the highlight here is obviously the winning goal. Uh, the finish is great, but I just loved that dummy he played to get the ball into space out wide. Yeah. <laughs> After that, is it stunning I'm, strike I'm glad you boy. picked up on that. I'm, I'm glad you picked up on it because a lot of people... Do you know wouldn't. what it is? I'm starting to see the whole of the moon. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it is. No, it, it was just all about like lulling them into a false sense of security. You've got the crowd all jeering at like a supposedly bad touch, when really he just needed the angle to get out wide so he could cut in. Um, shades of Suarez at Norwich. Remember that, like when Suarez missed the chance yeah. and they were all like ripping him. And the goalie takes like a, a short goal kick, and Suarez like suddenly turns, robs the defender, and then like Meg. just bends it. Yeah, it makes him <laughs> bends it round, like, round outside the foot into the corner, and uh, and just silences the crowd. It's like, yeah, Suarez will be watching that and saying to his boy, he'll be like, yeah, I remember I did that, you know. So just a great goal, worthy of Suarez himself, um, an absolute. Dog of a night, just horrendous, horrendous conditions. Um, I thought we played good football under the circumstances because it wasn't easy to be, to be playing in that. The main thing takeaway from that, it's believe it or not, it's not actually Darwin's wonder strike. The main thing I'm taking from it was like just uh, the way like the lads just dug in and uh, you know mm. when those crosses were coming in the second half, the corners were an absolute nightmare with the wind and. You know, we had to really battle and defend there. And I thought, like, the, the back four, um, especially Gomez and especially Kwanzaa, I, I mean, the whole back four did a good job, but those two stood out for me. Uh, Kwanzaa was just, like, a, a fucking colossus. Um, mm-hmm. Really tough conditions to play in. And games like that's where you need, like, your battling qualities. We know we can play. We know we're exciting. We play great football. But sometimes you're just not really able to do that. And tonight was one of those nights. And that's when, like, you know, the battle and qualities shine through. And, yeah, I just thought that was excellent tonight. Um, first half, before the weather got really bad, I thought we were playing some good stuff. As soon as the weather turns, it, it becomes just a war of attrition. After going 1-1, things could have got could have gone, like, wrong for us there. But, um, you know, I thought we defended well. And then, obviously, Darwin wins it for us. So, yeah, great win. Gets us into the last eight. Uh, and we'll find out shortly who we get. So I'm hoping for Everton at home, but we'll see. <laughs> I thought you might be. Hmm. Just uh, touching on Kwanzaa for a second, though, because I was I was just as impressed as you were, and that's why these games can be really, really valuable. As you say, terrible conditions. But he's also playing against sort of like three awkward for- forwards, really, like Billings and your boy Solanke and Clivert. Like, they're not obviously, for different reasons, they're not the easiest lads to play against, Um so he stood up to the challenge super well, did everything we asked of him, and then there was that lovely little um, Nat Phillips-esque turn yeah. on the touchline as well, which was uh, a highlight. Um, John, uh, you came off the bench tonight after the unfortunate Paul suffered a broken stream. Um, so that's, um, it's good to have you back on the pod for, for the League Cup game. Um, what did you take from tonight? Yeah, thanks, Dad. Basically, so... Paul is Alison and I'm Keller 
<laughs> Which is fine that's by me. That's hard. Don't talk yourself <laughs> down, And don't talk Paul up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> don't be flattered and poor like that, Alison. In fairness, I am way more Irish than uh, Keller. Um, yeah, no, that was really good tonight um, in terms of... Uh, Hold on. Paul, Paul is Pepe Reina. You're like Jess <laughs> Dudek. Yeah. That's fair enough. I take that. I, I go, go to practicing uh, Catholic. Um, no, also, John, uh, can I just say, you're more Irish than a shamrock. <laughs> so let's get that out there as well. In fairness, if a shammer and a Guinness had a child, I'd be more out than that child. <laughs> uh, no, but uh, really good tonight, uh, boys. As you said, uh, uh, the conditions were terrible, obviously, in the second half. And uh, I think uh, Dave has mentioned this before in the, in the pod uh, um, about... Uh, Jota mentioning that uh, you know the the season we always won all four uh, going as far as we could uh, in in each competition was uh, vital and that seems to be the case uh, and this season as well and you can see that by the team he picked tonight I mean, obviously none of us probably I, th- I, I listened to the part obviously after the Forest game and nobody expected uh, that team tonight with Mo starting, uh, with Dominic starting as well. Uh, so there's obviously a, a, a desire to, to go as far as we can. Chris, you mentioned it on um, uh, Sunday's when in pod. If, you know, we won tonight, we're two games away from uh, Wembley. And uh, yeah, really good. Uh, and even by, you know, we started lots of those kind of, you know, uh, play big, big game players like Mo, Dom, um, but we also managed to rest Allison again, uh, Virgil again, uh, Trent obviously came on, um, McAllister came on, uh, Jota came on. So you know, this uh, rotation he seems to have got it down to a T. Uh, Clock this mm-hmm. season between the Europa League games which are obviously way less intense than uh, the Champions League, Champions League games, uh, the League Cup. Uh, he seems to be keeping everybody happy. Uh, you know, Joe has started again tonight, uh, Harvey as well. Uh, you know, just again, we're into the quarterfinals. Uh, no injuries again, which uh, I think uh, Paul mentioned after the Forest game. And uh, yeah, all good. Uh, mm-hmm. uh Score two again. Uh, so Gagpo and Nunes have uh, scored tonight. That means that uh, the our front five have scored uh, thirty uh, between them uh, this season uh, already, which is uh, unbelievable. In and, fifteen uh, games, right, John? Yeah. In in fifteen, yeah, yeah. So Dave said this on uh, uh, Sunday, I think, after the Forest game. That's uh, two a game. We're probably going to play between 55 and 60 games this season so if we keep at keep up this pace well if if the five lads up front uh, keep up this pace uh, you're you're looking at between 110 and 120 goals for them this season and that could you know that could lead us to you know trophies obviously and uh, I'm really confident with you know what I've seen tonight uh, in terms of um, you know, goal scoring prowess, uh, 
you know competition for places and uh, yeah all round great stuff uh, in the quarter in the quarterfinals now and uh, two games away from Wembley. Good stuff. And uh, one person who wasn't rotated tonight, John. Uh, well, there were there were two or three that we can probably expect to see again starting at the weekend. Um, was Kostas now also as our like continental correspondent? You're also married <laughs> to a Greek woman. So you're also our Costas correspondent by default, really. <laughs> now, like, tell me this, because you probably pay more close attention to Costas than most. Um, did Costas have a black eye tonight, or is he just even tireder than usual? Well, I reckon, you know, my wife reckons he he's on 48 day uh, in terms of smokes. <laughs> but he must, on, <laughs> yeah, he must have been on... He must have been on 68 days since uh, last week. Yeah, he he just looks tired the whole time, doesn't he? And wh- where did that black eye come from? Because uh, I can't remember him having that at the end of the Forest game. So obviously it's, it's either happened in training or, you know, somewhere in town. <laughs> but who knows? But uh, like joking aside, uh, and Dave, uh, you'd come in on this. That's kind of a concern for me because he's obviously a backup to Andy at left back yeah. and he's probably going to be out now till well around Christmas time and I'm not sure that you know he can play uh, Saturday Wednesday Saturday um, and give us what Andy would give us uh, you know every week so um, there's probably a case for uh, you know Gomez uh, coming in at you know in that left back position Obviously, if things had been different this summer, uh, Milner would have, st- you know, still been here and would have been able to fill in there. But, uh, uh, you know, in any position on the field, whether it's the front five, uh, with the front three, you have kind of uh, a choice of five in in the in the middle of the park. We're fairly good now, uh, you know, with the summer rebuild. Even at centre back, Matip, I can't say. Virgil, who was rested tonight, uh, Gomez, um, Trent, uh, right back. You know he he's going to play there, and uh, Joe can fill in if if Trent comes off. Left back is the one position I, I'm kind of a little bit concerned about in the weeks ahead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, only only because of Robbo's injury. I mean, you, you can't yeah. legislate for that, can you? Really, we have got cover there. We've got Costas, but then the problem is when. Costas is having to play all the time. Yeah. I was a little bit surprised Chambers wasn't on the bench tonight. Yeah, um, more than a little bit surprised actually. I mean, I don't know what the backup plan was there. If if Costas had to come off, um, presumably Trent comes on at right back and Gomez switches to the left. Uh, but yeah, just a little bit surprised that Chambers mm. wasn't involved um, because yeah, Costas can't play every single game. I mean, you're saying John, like we're not going to get. Like what Robbo gives us, and obviously that's two. But if Costas is playing too much, we're not even going to get what Costas gives us either, yeah. because mm-hmm. it, it's going to take a toll on mm-hmm. him as well. So something that we maybe need to consider in like the the next when's the next Europa League game? Is it next week or the week after? The week after. Yeah. So yeah, we played Toulouse uh, on uh, the tenth of November, which is tomorrow, two weeks. Okay. I think Costas will start that one, but hopefully. At some uh, point, tomorrow, we'll be able yeah, to, tomorrow week. Sorry, yeah. yeah. Hopefully, we'll yeah. be able to um, get Chambers on at some point and and give Costas a bit of a rest, so he's not yeah. having to play all the time. 
Not to delve too deeply into this, but do you think Kwanzaa could play left back if needed? Uh, I, I think he's a decent footballer. Yeah, he's a, he can, yeah. you know, Good he can move well with, with the ball, ball. and we he sort of set up that goal in the last round, didn't he? Or the Leicester game, I think it was. Which he's was not, the last he's round. not left-footed though. It's like he's not yeah. naturally left-footed. I think Gomez is more experienced at, at okay. playing that position. I think it, you know, Quantas finding his feet in the team. It's probably a bit unfair to move him to a position he's not familiar with when he's doing, you know, he's doing so well. You want to keep his confidence up, but. Um, yeah, I think Gomez would be like the the obvious solution, but that's not ideal either. Just because I think Gomez has improved so much going forward, but that's on the right hand side when he can put crosses yeah. in. Asking him to go and do that on the left is, you know, it's asking a lot, isn't it? But I thought Gomez was great again tonight. By the way, yeah, yeah he was good, yeah, good, and good going forward as well, like yeah. you say. Yeah, and the thing is as well, boys, that back four, uh, Gomez, Cancer, uh, Matip, and. Uh, Simicast, that's probably the first time they've ever played together, you know. So, yeah, uh, and, and Keller behind him as well, not Allison. So, uh, on a tricky night with you know a physical team uh, up front, uh, they've done really well. So, yeah, no complaints there. Yeah, but any any moments of danger was not really anything to do with the back four, was it? It was conditions were causing problems on set yeah. pieces and that, but generally, like just defensively, I thought they were really good. Yeah, definitely. Yep. Um, Dave, what did you make of the formation tonight? I was trying to figure it out, and it looked a bit. To, it looked to me like we were we sort of played the first half with like a four-one-three-two type situation. Yeah, or or four-four-two if you like. You know, the, I know it yeah. goes a little bit deeper, but uh, I don't think Harvey was in the front three, was he? he Harvey seemed to be more midfield. No. Moe's obviously central. Gakpo was left, but. It just didn't look like Harvey was playing right up on the right of the front three. It looked like he was he was like central a lot. And by the way, I thought Harvey was excellent until the weather turned to shit, and then it just became like really difficult to get on the ball and play. But like first half, yeah. I thought he looked really sharp. Uh, he's clearly in in good form. I think um, Pep's press conference yesterday, he said like. Press conference was great, by the way. I do, I do love a, a Pep Linder's press conference. But he, he was saying about, he said to Harvey uh, last week, this is the best I think I've ever seen you training. You know, the form you're in, it, it's great. And yeah, I think he's playing really well. And he took that into the game tonight until the weather just made it like almost impossible to, to just get the ball down and play. Um, mm-hmm. But again, that's like, I mean, the first goal kick of the, the second half... Um, Kelleher tries to kick it long and it ends up about like 25, 30 yards from goal because it just blew back. And it just reminded me of like games at the academy, like when we used to go to the academy, oh, it's like the windiest place on earth. <laughs> and I remember like uh, one time our goalkeeper, I think it might have been Paul Harrison, and he took a goal kick and it went up to the halfway line and then the wind got it and it blew it back and it went out for the corner. <laughs> I was like, this is good. <laughs> but the, I was thinking, like, tonight, oh, are we going to see that happening again? Because, like, when the, the gust of wind got up in that first one and it just went nowhere. So, after that, he was just playing it out to Quanser all the time. And Bournemouth obviously know that's coming. So, they pushed up trying to press and win it high. And I don't really remember us getting caught at any point. I think, you know, we just. We kept the ball well at the back like that. There was not really mm. any any mishaps, and considering yeah. like Quanza was the one who was he was getting the ball most of the time, 
I think um, he was just exceptional with, with his, you know, just his, his football and qualities tonight. And then obviously his defending and, and, and battling was really good as well. That headed clearance at the end when he, he took it off Kiefer Moore's head. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, just really good. I'm just going back to Quanser again, but that's because he just had such a good game. Yeah, and Dave, sorry, because just on uh, Harvey, um, just looking at some stats uh, here, we've played 15 uh, games this season, and uh, Mo, uh, just checking here, uh, Darwin and uh, Dom have been involved in 14 of the 15 games, and next down uh, the line is uh, Harvey, who has been involved in 13 of the 15. So, you know he's been really crucial whether he's started and he hasn't started much but just coming off the bench uh, obviously he started tonight but he's been really really good this season and um, you know you don't have to start uh, every game to to, to contribute uh, uh, to the season and I, I think he's going to be massive for us this season in games where we're you know maybe where we're probably open games and uh, we just need some someone to come on and uh, you know uh, put their foot on the ball and stuff uh, rather than when we did kind of to turn the game but uh, even tonight he's he, he's been great again and uh, just overall uh, since uh, the start of the season he's you know 13 games out of 15 and uh, every time he's he's kind of made a difference so um, I think you know he, he's He's been so good and uh, he's still, you know, what is he, 20 and so much more to come from him. So, uh, yeah, uh, really happy with uh, how he's doing. And I I think Chris mentioned this way back in the pod uh, after the Wolves game when he scored. It was given as an OG, but, you know, the way he went and celebrated after the game, he's just, he just loves it, doesn't he? And he's he's doing so well and uh, long may it, you know, continue. He's yeah. great. Speaking speaking of Harvey goals, he probably should have got on the score sheet tonight. Yeah, it was a really good chance for him to opening open the scoring from us. It was a good move. For Gomez, mm. fans obviously uh, great pull back again. Um, Harvey mm. kind of should have scored, but hit it straight at the goalkeeper. But he did have uh, a say in our opening goal after half an hour. We'd had five corners and we and we made one count. Um, the ball was sort of half cleared and Harvey blasted it back in, and. Um, Initially, Gakpo directed it more towards goal with a sort of nifty little back heel. Uh, keeper saved it, and and Gakpo smashed in the rebounds. And it's nice for him, Dave, to to get among the goals to continue add, adding to that tally for the forwards on his first uh, start for a while. Yeah, he, he loves to tap in, doesn't he? he seems <laughs> to be like a, in the right place at the right time quite a lot. Like a like a Spurs, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it's um, and he's had a few of those back post ones as well, where he's just come in. He had and even at the weekend he was offside, but he had another one at the mm-hmm. weekend, didn't he? Which got disallowed. But yeah, he's um, he's got a nose for it, and I think that was his, was that his fourth or his fifth of the season, which isn't bad considering he's not not like played that regularly. He's not he's not mm-hmm. starting all the time. So the, the, like in terms of like minutes played, I think all of the forwards must have like a really good record. For like That's minutes. So he's on four, but as I yeah. say, he's probably played less than, definitely less than Mo, probably less than Darwin, and maybe definitely less than Diaz, maybe less than Jotted as well. So he's probably had the least minutes 
of the of the uh, of the five. So four goals is a, a decent return. So yeah, I do think like the goals per minute going to be pretty good for all of them. Good stuff. Good stuff. Um, so we 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 go ahead in the game and we you know we're thinking it's all good. We're playing really well. Um, I think how well we played in the first half was kind of. Uh, reflective of the conditions really how difficult they were playing into the wind um, we would find that out in the second half when things became a little bit more difficult for us um, but an important moment um, early in the second half was Gomez's clearance off the line from the from the header that was super crucial came at a at a, at a, um, a big time and yeah just sort of underlines what a, a good impact Joe had on the game because that's, that's as good I know he's never scored for us but that's as that's as good as a goal right there, um, but there were, you know, there were quite a few chances for Bournemouth. Good opportunities that uh, Sanayo, what's his name? Sanayo, Samayo. He sliced one wide. Semenya, um, yeah, that looks mm. right. My my notes are terrible, um, but then, you know, um, there was a good save from Kelleher from Tavares, but they did get back level, and it was was from one of those corners that they were in swinging. Did you think Clive that was a foul? On, on the keeper? Yeah. I mean, we Which kind one? of criticized... The goal? The goal, yeah. Uh, was he blocked? It was, it was borderline for me. Like, yeah. he could easily have given that as a foul. I'm not sure he's getting it anyway. I think yeah. it's gone over him, like like the one that yeah. Gomez has cleared. But the um, like the, the Bournemouth player does like jump into him and knock him over. Yeah. I, I thought that was 50-50 as to whether you get a foul. Yeah, I, I mean, as much as we kind of had to go at uh, Quivin uh, last Thursday, you know, for the goal against Toulouse, and uh, I think he's done okay tonight. I mean, those corners were, you know, there was obviously, you, can't you know, about that, in swinging with a really, a gale force wind coming Brilliant in. corners. That, that's yeah. Scott who's taking them corners. Yeah, hell. great delivery. Yeah. And in fairness, in the first half, he's made a couple of good saves as well, so... Uh, you know he's been good with his feet as well tonight so yeah he, uh, he's been fine and uh, Dave you said this last week it, it's it's really difficult for him as well um, you know to come in He that's his fourth game this season out of 15 so he's playing every basically once every three weeks four he weeks as well John yeah yeah so he's doing fine and uh, you know I, I think he'd play in the next round. He'd probably play in the next three uh, Europa League games as well, which will give him yeah. that'll be up to you know he'll have played ten games, nine or ten games before Christmas. So I think the the way uh, Klopp is uh, you know uh, managing uh, rotation and stuff is really good, uh, given you know the likes of Allison Van Dijk. Uh, Trent, uh, you know, starters uh, a good break and uh, just keeping everybody happy. And in, in that sense, the fact that we're in the Europa League uh, this season is really kind of a blessing in disguise, as uh, uh, Julie uh, Gerard would have said a few uh, about twenty years back. It's it's allowing us to um, uh, keep players fresh uh, for the the league games. And it's allowing us to, um, you know, keep everybody happy in the squad. I mean, even Gomez uh, tonight, uh, we've played 15 games this season and he's been involved in 13 of those games, mm. which he probably would never have dreamed of being involved in if we had been in the European Cup 
uh, yeah. this season. So, yeah, I, I, I think it's kind of working out well. And uh, as much as we'd all love to be in the European Cup this season, it could be the kind of break we need to uh, reset and, uh, you know, g- give everybody a chance to uh, stay involved. And uh, listen, judging by uh, results uh, this season, we've played 15. Uh, we've won 12 drawn two and lost one so you can't really complain with uh, where we are at the moment you can subscribe to the Liverpool Way podcast on all the major platforms whether it's Apple Google Spotify Amazon or Podbean just search for the Liverpool Way leave us a review and hit subscribe to automatically receive all new episodes you can also head to liverpoolway.co.uk and grab a TLW season ticket for just £3 a month There's tons of exclusive content, including match reports from every Liverpool game, weekly Premier League roundups, the TLW diary, and access to the members-only forum. Lastly, you can follow us on social media at the Liverpool Way on Twitter and at the Liverpool Way TLW on Instagram and Facebook. No, I think as well though that you know the Europa League, as much as I did not want to be in it, it's exactly what we need at this point. You know, we're bedding in like new players. We've got the new midfield and that. We're bringing some young players through. As you say, John, you know, Joe Gomez wouldn't have played as, as many games as he has. Um, Gravenberch might not have got the opportunity as early as he did. You know, it's just, it's a, it's perfect for us right now, the Europa League. It's not something yeah. you want to be in <laughs> every year or even for the next like 10 years. I don't, I don't want to be in it. But right now, I do think like it is a blessing in disguise. We're better off being in that competition now than if we were in the Champions League this year. Uh, I think it's going to stand us in good stead for the rest of the season. It'll help our chances of competing for the title. Hopefully, we win the Europa League as well, which ticks off another one. It's like the only one that, that Klopp hasn't won that he's been involved in. Um, not just Klopp, I suppose, like Virgil, Trent, Mo. Um, mm-hmm. players who've been here for, for all of it so yeah it's 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 like it's the, the perfect time for us to be in the Europa League this year so hopefully we just get the job done we win it and then um, we never really have to think about it again yeah definitely take that one off um, so it does go to to one or uh, Patrick Kluivert's lad scored that's always like really sobering for me when there's a player <laughs> whose me entire too. career I, I followed and then his lad's playing against us it's like the same with Taram and any any sort of uh, any sort of kid of a player who was playing when I was a kid it just doesn't seem to add up um, but I thought he had a decent game um, obviously he's a it must be so difficult for these kids like coming through I know there's like they have and Haaland is the obvious exception where he's far better than his fucking bum ass dad ever was but um, <laughs> you know it must be so hard having to live up to a reputation like Patrick Kluivert's or Kenny Dalglish's or you know yeah. name any number of players like Beckham's kid is playing in Inter-Miami reserves and shit like that and he's only playing for Inter-Miami reserves because his, his dad owns the fucking club <laughs> but um Anyway. In fairness, in fairness, that uh, Maradona's dad was shit. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't even know he played. Well, the one he acknowledged, or yeah, the one he didn't Maradona acknowledge. Did, didn't, didn't acknowledge him for until he was about twenty-five. Did he? Right. No. <laughs> even though he was actually called Diego Maradona. Yeah. Shocking. Shocking. He wasn't a good man, really, Diego, was he? 
Oh, he, he just <laughs> you know, that, he was troubled, but yeah, he was troubled. Right. Yeah. Um, do you, but do you prefer them in the same box as uh, Suarez in that instance? Uh, <laughs> obviously, I love Suarez more, but yeah. <laughs> I loved Maradona when I was a kid, and like, yeah, okay. I, yeah, I always loved Maradona. Um, just imagine if he'd have played for us, fucking hell. You really took the shine off that fucking Darwin goal for me by immediately comparing it to something Suarez did. <laughs> like, I was really fucking hoping we'd just get through one without mentioning him. Do you see Suarez has come out of international retirement as well? No, I didn't fucking yeah. see no way. Suarez come out of international yeah, retirement. Yeah, he's mentoring his boy. So he's he's uh, he's made himself available for the next matches. Yeah, he's turning what it a, up in, uh, at Gremio. What a positive yeah, influence that is it. for your boy there. <laughs> that's, that's, that's who you want him listening to, isn't it? No, Jesus just Christ. watch him. Don't 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 like do everything he does, but yeah, watch his finishing. Yeah. Well, we certainly we we watched Darwin's finishing tonight, John. Uh, I said to you during the game that like Darwin's sort of starting to become like a one-man response to the way shout because <laughs> he's like doing it all the time. Uh, the bad first touch tonight curls it into the top corner, unstoppable. Um, and a great impact off the bench. Um, if he can start doing the easy things right, then there's not going to be much stopping him. Yeah, no stopping him. I, I mean, the uh, opposition fans uh, way, uh, you know, shout when you miss controls. It's our equivalent of fucking hell, lad. <laughs> and it, like t- tonight when he got, you know, when he got, I think it was Trent, uh, who uh, played a crossfield ball, which uh, goes to prove, in fairness, uh, Dave's point from the weekend that assists mean nothing because Trent gets an assist for this <laughs> <Yeah>. score. <laughs> uh, and he's just totally miscontrolled it. And when the opposition fans are going, oh, hey, I'm there, Canel Darwin, you're just giving uh, Jules and Chris and Paul and everybody else ammunition on the pod. And, oh, Paul's going to be fuming because uh, Paul's not. <laughs> Paul's not a chippy knobhead. Don't put, don't put, put me in with the jewels. I'm not a chippy knobhead. I'm like just a provocateur. Yeah, no, that, that's fair. And, uh, yeah, and Chris would not eat, would not eat chips on County Road in fairness. I do though, to be honest. Yeah. That gravy from do that chippy that Dave goes to is pretty good. Oh, Chris is not it's as classy as you think he is. <laughs> no, no. No, not at all. Um, <laughs> but, but the thing is, uh, sorry, Chris, but I was there. Can I let you know you're giving uh, everybody, our fans, uh, banter merchants, and opposition fans ammunition? And uh, five seconds later, he, he fucking pings it into the stanchion. And as he said at the weekend, it's a full Darwin experience. <laughs> He's fucking great. Do you know the mad thing about it though? Is like if you think about like last week when he's done everything just like sublimely well. Every touch was just fucking perfect all the way through up until the point he misses from two yards and it's like an open goal. And then compare that with what happens tonight, where it's like it's a, a dog shit touch that takes him like almost out of play. Yeah. And then he comes in and he and he scores from there. It's like how can you score from there, but you couldn't score from there? It's but it's it's just it's only Darwin. Like, it's just the, the pure be- Darwin. Yeah, the, the best way I can describe Darwin is 
he's the only player who has ever sent himself for the echo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I think like given Trent the assist for that is sort of incorrect anyway, but I think don't you reckon Dave Darwin should get the assist for that as well for the dummy? No, you know what? <laughs> <laughs> what I would say, in fairness to Trent, is if Darwin's first touch is better and it takes him through and, and he just runs through and scores, we're all saying what a mm. great ball by Trent. But Darwin <laughs> made that pass look shit because like he miscontrolled it. So I, I don't begrudge Trent getting the assist there. It's just it's got he's it's uh, he's got it the Robert hard way. Will. Yeah, Robbo will, but I think Robbo he's going to be out for so long. It's it's not even going to yeah. be a race, is it? It's, he, he's lost that one. No, no. God, I want some chips. Obviously, we're, 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 <laughs> taking the, we're taking the piss uh, and everything, but, I mean, he's uh, got seven uh, already this season. Uh, Mo's got ten. Diogo's got six. Uh, Luis uh, has got three. Cody's got four. And, you know, between the five of them, they've got 30. And obviously, Darren has been involved as well in terms of assists and everything. He's got he's got four assists. Uh, so Mo's got uh, loads. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, um, so you know, we're taking the piss and everything, but he he is coming up with the goods. And I think again, Dave said this. I keep referring back to previous uh, pods, but it's just trying to kind of uh, keep a continuity uh, for listeners or whatever. Uh, uh, Nunes, uh, Darwin isn't even in full flow yet because no. we've had international breaks. He's come back. He's had, you know, not hamstrings, but he's been kind of, uh, you know, jet-lagged and probably a little bit tight uh, in terms of uh, his movement. Uh, when he really gets going, you know, that period from probably Christmas to March where the international breaks are few and far between, I think he's just going to uh, really uh, be in the groove and uh, just going to, you know, contribute whether it's in terms of assists or goals he, he could be uh, up to 25-30 season uh, definitely he, he, he just looks so sharp and uh, yeah really confident about, uh, about the next few weeks and months ahead well he looks like he's going to score in every game he plays even if he's yeah. not playing the full game yeah I can't stop thinking about chips now. Like, um, <laughs> have to make some for tea. Sorry, it man. It's weird though. Like, Dave is like, it's weird out in our group. Dave always is the person who decides where we get the chips from because he's such like a connoisseur. Like, <laughs> it was the fung lock on Walton Breck Road, and then that went, and now we've got the other one on Walton Road, which we go to. Right, what's that one called? I don't know what it's called. No. I just know, you know what it's called. And, and that wasn't my choice. That was just because, like, yeah. we met at the Weddies before the game. Okay. And one day, we, I think we just said, oh, should we go to that chippy? But do you remember the other chippy that uh, was It was by the cop? It was on, on that side yeah. of the road. And I do, yeah. You, we had to the stop going sauce. there because <laughs> uh. <laughs> there was a hair in your curry. Yeah. And I it said, was a I said it was a pube. <laughs> <laughs> And you didn't find it funny at all, and like you threw it yeah, all away no, and like never went back there because <laughs> it ruined it. That's why, and that was See, like 20 years ago. I think. It's been knocked down now, it's not even there anymore. I'm f- not fucking surprised. The fucking health inspector probably got tired of people telling them there's pubes in their curry. Yeah, see, they love that's, sh- that's why you should have taken that contract with uh, Manscaping. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, yeah, we could have just gone in with the with the kits and gone. Here you go. You'll have no more of this. This will sort you out. You, you don't have to worry about getting pubes in your curry anymore. I remember that so well. It was like after a like a, it was after like a night game or before a night game when we were coming up to the ground, and I'd been talking this chippy up for ages, and you hadn't gone there yet, and I eventually talked you into going to this one, and um, yeah. There's a there was a hair as long as a fucking horse's tail in my curry. It's <laughs> fucking horrible. No, Can back. I just say a, a pube would not stop me eating my chips. I'd just remove it and I just even if you knew it was a pube. <laughs> no, I'd still just eat my chips. I'd just move away would the you? chips that were around it and and I'd eat the rest. You'd have to yeah, but if where there's one pube, there's probably going to be more. Oh, I'd be careful. Don't get me wrong. I'd be I'd be having a good look, but yeah. it wouldn't make me just immediately throw the chips away. Yeah. And have a big time like, somewhere. Like a men's urinal, there's never like just one pube in it. There's always like dozens. Of... Where did all those come from, by the way? Like when I go to the bathroom, I don't shed pubes everywhere, I don't think. But then you look at a urinal and it's like. You might not realize. There's pubes all over the place. Yeah. Do you know? It's People don't use killing... manscape, that's what it is. <laughs> and I've got. All these free plugs that they're getting again. <laughs> We're going to ban that word from now on. Why should they be getting free plugs? Draws out. West Ham at home. Hmm. West Chelsea versus Newcastle. Everton, Fulham, Port Vale, Middlesbrough, Liverpool, West Ham. Uh, not, uh, not the one I would have chosen, but it's a home game. so. Yeah, yeah not the worst uh, either. I don't want to jinx it, but Moyes' record at Anfield, yeah. I mean, mm. never won. But West Ham at home... Uh, Take that. Uh, speaking of 90s pop bands, five. <laughs> five and now three, aren't they? Jules went to see them last year. They played in his place. Oh, yeah. yeah. Did and, he? Yeah, there's only three of them. They should be called three now, not five. Should be called three. They lost abs, which is kind of like when Michael Hutchins died and NXS had to go on without them. It's like five without abs is same thing. just doesn't work, so... They probably should just turn it in. What a horrendous insult to in excess that was. <laughs> That's bad, that man. Where did you? Where did the five reference come from, anyway, John? What was the? Uh, where was the segue there? <laughs> I don't know. He just randomly threw that in, didn't he? I was wondering yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, because West Ham five. Explain your workings out there, John. <laughs> You don't listen to me, and if you listen back on the podcast, you, you clearly hear that I said, "West Ham at home, take that." Oh, oh okay. that's actually really good. Spe- speaking of nineties pop bands, right, five. Right. There you go. It's probably the accent because I should have said, "Take that," and not "take that." Yeah. From I tell you what, like John, from now on, after that, I'll never forget where you're coming from. So. Oh. so. <laughs> Boom! <laughs> um, Let, let's get off the subject to take that because you might start like kissing Robbie Williams' ass again, and nobody needs to be hearing that. All right, fair enough. Uh, just just literally ten seconds. Uh, I'm definitely with uh, Dave. Is that what you said to Angel. the missus last night? <laughs> <laughs> she, she wishes, lad. Um, <laughs> I'm with Dave on uh, Angels being a fucking Thank shit you. tune. Thank you. 
I think most sane and rational people are, to be honest. Definitely. As as uh, Simon Marquis said on the forum, pod listener, TLW forum legend, just gets everyone singing, and that's all you need to know. No. He also said it right. would get me singing, and that's like that's just blatantly not true. So. Okay. Right. Uh, thing is, boys, uh, we're going to Wembley uh, because uh, we are going to beat them at home, and we are uh, going to meet Port Vale, Borough, Chelsea, Newcastle, or Everton, Fulham in the semi-finals. So it's not uh, too great late chance. anymore, you know, JB. Yeah. They're not two-legged yeah, no. anymore, you know that. Yeah, so we can meet any of those uh, six and in, in the in the semi, and I just fancy us to uh, to beat any of them. And uh, you know, it's it, it's a it's it's a chance for uh, we won this in twenty twenty two in as Chris said again at the weekend in that almost quadruple season. And it gives us a great chance to, to get to Wembley again, you know, great day out and uh, another trophy. So, and gives uh, Klopp a chance to add to his uh, impressive haul. So, uh, yeah, I mean, we, we could have got a better draw. We could have got Fulham at home. We could have got Port Vale, Borough. Everton. But I, I fancy us against West Ham at home. Yeah, you'd fancy us against anybody. I mean, I just think it's a shame yeah. that Real Madrid's not in it because I'd be saying, bring them on. No, I wouldn't. <laughs> oh, no, don't. no, I wouldn't. No. I, I mean, speaking of Everton, though, um, although they'll probably find a way to Ever- Everton this up, there's a quite plausible route for them through to the final of this tournament if they beat Fulham at home, very conceivable. Yeah. Um, they beat Burnley 3 0 at home tonight. So, you know, it kind of depends as well what sort of team Fulham go with there. And then they could get the winner of Port Vale and Middlesbrough in the other semi. So, Dave, how <laughs> devastated would you be if they got to Wembley and, and ended their 28-year well, trophy to... drought against us? No, if, if we're playing them, they're not, they're not going to beat us. Uh, mm. It'd be quite funny if they got to the semis and ended up like getting Port Vale and fucking losing to Port Vale. Because <laughs> he wouldn't be the least bit shocked no. if that happened. Uh, but yeah, that's that's a decent draw for them, Fulham at home. Although they've been better away. I know they've won tonight, but like, Burnley are fucking shit. Um, Everton's away form's been better than the home form this season. So, uh, yeah, Fulham. Fulham are just a weird team. It's like sometimes, like you watch Fulham and think these are all right, these, and then other other times they're just a bit of a nothing side. But I think losing Mitrovic has has obviously not helped them. But um, they're well coached. They've got some decent players, and if you get Fulham on a good day, they're, they're a handful. So I wouldn't, um, if I was an Evertonian, I wouldn't be counting my chickens. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, so I'm not even sure when they, are those games played before Christmas. Those League Cup court yeah. finals. Yeah. Yeah, they must be. Okay. All right. I'm not quite sure when they're going to be played at this point. The semi was usually like. January wasn't it? The two-legged semi would start around then, and then you got the final yeah. late Feb. All right, good stuff. Okay. Just checking well, we'll this. Come back to that when uh, yeah. necessary. John, if you want to look into that in the background, go ahead. Yeah. Um, Dave, anything else okay. from to, tonight you want to cut to to um, focus on? Like we had a lot of big games come off the bench. Two of them in in Trent and Darwin ended up winners for it, so it worked out in the end. But were you at all worried that on a night like that, like? 
you know, there's players sliding around all over the place, horrible conditions, um, could easily sort of twist an ankle as well, like that we might suffer some injuries. I, I never even give it a thought, to be honest. It's only now you've mentioned it and you think, well, yeah, actually, that, that could have been dodgy, but no, I wasn't thinking that. Uh, I'll tell you what I did think, though. What the hell was like? What what I got into Gravenberch and he came on, he was just fucking foul on everyone. And he, he gave that stupid free kick away, like uh by his own box late on. Mm. He was just a little bit too like hyped up, wasn't he? Just clumsy fouls, just getting too tight to people and knocking them over. Um just needed to calm down a little bit. Perhaps he was looking at Bournemouth players and picturing Ronald Koeman. <laughs> That's just mad. <laughs> like, what a dickhead. I mean, if yeah. if ever a player had a legitimate reason to to pull out of an under twenty one squad, it was it was that. I mean, apart from the fact he's done everything there is to do at under twenty one level, it's like what, what's he really getting from that? He just joined a new club and a new country, and he's trying to get everything settled during a break, and they're still punishing him for it now. They're still not picking him. It's absolutely yeah. just stupid, and you know it's the worst worst decision Cummins made since having a red crimbo tree. <laughs> yeah. what, what what's he thinking? Why would you do that? It's just yeah. absolutely yeah. stupid. But it's, it's such a Dutch thing loss, to do as well, it? isn't yeah. it? So just yeah. that constant disharmony among them. Yeah. Even yeah. when like there's, there's yeah. no trouble, they will find trouble. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they create it, don't they? Uh Chris just um so <laughs> this is kinda mad. We're playing United on the I think it's a Sunday. The seventeenth of uh, December. That's the half hour kickoff. Yeah. Um, on Sky, obviously, and then we play uh, West Ham uh, on the Tuesday night, the nineteenth, in the quarter final, and then we play Arsenal on at the twenty third. Um, at uh, so that League Cup game will be the Wednesday then, surely, if we're playing on the Sunday. Yeah, well, it's down as a Tuesday, so it'll probably be, be moved to the Wednesday. But so yeah. basically, we have uh, United at home, and, uh, West Ham at home, and Arsenal at home. Sunday, Wednesday, Sunday, then you reckon? Yeah, yeah. Arsenal's yeah. at home, yeah. is it? So it's three home games. Yeah, in, uh, but it's, it's actually Sunday, Wednesday, uh, Saturday, Dave, because uh, Sunday is the Christmas Eve. The twenty fourth, okay. you know, there's that oh, controversy okay. with uh, Chelsea yeah, and Wolves. So uh, we're playing Arsenal on the uh, Saturday night at half five. So it's obviously the Sky game uh, on the twenty third. Um, so yeah, uh, obviously choices to be made that week. Uh, United, you know, handy three points uh, on the seventeenth, and then do we go strong with West Ham on the? On the Wednesday, knowing that we have Arsenal on the on the Saturday uh, before Christmas, yeah. so Arsenal's the biggest uh, game of the three, really, isn't it? Yeah, a, I agree. Yeah, from a definitely potentially title perspective. Yeah. See, we got West them. Ham, but if if West Ham hadn't beaten Arsenal tonight, we'd have been playing Arsenal twice in a few mm-hmm. days. Yeah. Do you remember that time when we played him like three times in about a couple of weeks, years and years ago, like under Julie? We played him in the League Cup and we played him in the FA Cup and in the league all within the space of a few weeks and they whooped us in all of them. Ugh. I think then they win like six three at Anfield. Yeah. And then there was the oh, FA Cup yeah. tie where yeah. the, where it was the um 
the six minutes at the chant, at the start of the game, the chant for justice for the ninety six. Do you remember that? Yeah. And it was like yeah. it went off yeah. the whole sort of like, I think it was like six minutes of the. It would have been six minutes um, of the game. It was um, that was such a iconic moment, man. But um, yeah, we we just played them a bunch of times in a row. But it happened a, a few years ago as well, didn't it? When Jota destroyed them, I think we yeah. had them in the league, and then um, we were playing them in the two-legged semi as well. Right. So we played them like yeah. three times in the space of a few weeks. That was your. Um, that was when um, Ben Shite laughed yeah. at Minamino, and then yeah. Jota put them to the sword. And then we yeah. obviously we went there and won in, on a weeknight as well. Um, getting getting off track a little bit here. Um, Dave, do you think uh, looking at that Man United game on the calendar now on seventeenth of December? Do you think it might be a possibility that we could do for another United manager? Do you think he might hang on that long and then yeah. they fire him after he loses to us? I think he'll be gone before then. Do you think? Give it yeah. Giggsy! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the way it's going, I, th- I think he'll be gone before then. Uh, especially like, you know, so they've lost tonight at home to Newcastle, which is, okay, it's not great. But what was really, really bad was when, when like you read out before we came on and you read out Newcastle starting lineup, and I said like this is almost like Beheady Howe just wanted to throw that game because it's like ah oh, we've got the Champions League we've got too many matches we're struggling in the league we're after these midweek games we can really do without this and the team that he put out was just like it was all like the the ones you never start it was square pegs in round holes and they've gone there and just battered United it's like that's really really bad from United's point of view not to get beat by Newcastle but to get beat by that Newcastle mm. that's like that. it's really bad it's like the players like I know they're not great but they shouldn't be this bad either it's like they've just stopped playing for him now and you wonder how much of that is like what's going on behind the scenes, like the whole nonsense with Sancho and that. Is is there like is there a bit of a like revolt against the manager now? Do they want him gone? And if that's the case, there's only you know there's only one outcome: the manager's going to go because you can't replace the whole squad. So I don't think the way it's going, they're getting worse, not better. I don't think he's still going to be here by the time we play them. I really hope he is, but I just can't Me see. Me too. It. Can't but if they it. fire him now, they they basically just let him sign his players yeah, at a cost of about four hundred million quid, and then they're just going to be, yeah. it's just going to be the same thing again, where another manager comes in and I know. and just inherits like a billion <laughs> quid's worth of shit signings. <laughs> it is, okay, but, is, but what's the alternative? Like, you look how bad they are. Do you let that carry on? So they they're in like a, a no win situation. It's like. It's shit if they keep him. It's shit if they get rid of him. Doesn't really make any difference. But they'll get rid of him just to appease the fans because the fans. I don't know if they already have turned, but they will. It's only a matter of time before like they fully turn on him. I I think there's still some fans who are like backing him and saying it. You know, it's not his fault. He's got to be given time. But he's not going to do nothing there. Well, I mean, they were saying the other day that he would have been. He's could be the fastest United manager ever to like 50 wins or stuff but that can be just interpreted in so many different ways you know like it's not necessarily the measuring stick is it considering like they they spent half of last year in the Europa League racking up wins against bums and they won the League Cup and you know they went on that long run last year which we just absolutely shut that I think us beating them seven broke him didn't it I, like I don't think I honestly don't think there's any coming back from that as a Man United no. manager. City put yeah, six just, past them as well yeah. last season. Yeah, yeah. yeah 
and, and Chris, I totally agree with uh, what you're saying uh, about you know runs and the records and everything. But uh, remember, maybe two three years back, they had the best uh, away run of you know non defeated uh, uh, games, but it was through COVID, yeah. where the stadiums were empty, and and. Uh, it's a totally different uh, situation when you're playing away from home in, in an empty stadium and you know they're just uh, I mean I've suffered and as we all have in the last 20 25 30 years uh, with United but this is the worst team um, yeah. I've seen um, I mean out of their team uh, I, I can't imagine anybody getting near any of the top uh, three say City Arsenal and uh, uh, Liverpool teams there's nobody there yeah, who, there's who no. just strikes fear in me uh, whether it's their keeper who's a fraud their back four <laughs> who fucking knows who fucking cares I got me dad with that you know I got me dad with it tonight and he's totally oblivious to it like I don't know well like well done Dave well done Dave well done Dave I got him to say it he says it about three times and I was like yeah he's winding you up just stop yeah. that's getting how old are you? your dad's 80 right no he's not 80 he'll be fuming Sorry, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. In his 70s. And you're bamboozling him with re- yeah. references to Rihanna songs, which even I hadn't yeah. heard. Not I know. My yeah. I know. I know. I didn't, you're too busy I listening to Robbie Williams, though, aren't you? But, yeah, the, 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 the keeper shit, their back four is fucking dirt. Yeah. Midfield is absolutely fucking shite. And their front two or three is Martial you know, still getting a game. <laughs> yeah, yeah no. he survived about seven managers now. That he's like a cockroach. It's, it's mad. It's at the end of the earth, they'll be just like Martial running out to his United kids. Yeah, but now he's at Old Trafford under that leaky roof. Before the left. Long live the Glazers. Yeah, Long and live fuck United. My boy Eric Ten Hag. The Dutch Guardiola. <laughs> I know. Do you reckon like that? That they've appointed him just based on the fact that they were like, well, they've got like a weird little ball guy in charge. Like, should we just go and appoint a weird little ball guy and, and see if it works for us? Because fu- yeah, it's, it's funny you should say that. I I think they appointed him because they thought he was a born man, Griff. Yeah. Mm. Just give him the That's job. All the, but the ball might refs don't favour United anymore. The the favour in City. True. Uh, Michael yeah, Oliver as well, right? by the way. That Michael Oliver, yeah. you know. Oh. I know we touched on it like uh, in the last pod, but um, no, it, 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 this needs like this. Uh, why this isn't a big national story is just beyond me. Like those two decisions alone that he's given in in the two games he's been involved at Man City after coming back from a paid gig. In in uh, United Arab Emirates, it's it's just it's mental to me that this is not a massive talking point. Not sending off Kovacic and then giving that penalty. Mm. You know how are you giving that penalty? That happens in every single game. It happens in that game, and there was a worse one in that game later on, which he didn't give because City's already yeah, two nil up there. So you don't want to. Like we were playing City on the twenty fifth, 
Uh, he better not be TV. anywhere near that yeah, game. You no, know, he, he won't. You know who's going to be refing that? It's, it's going to be Taylor, isn't it? Uh, <sighs> See, United fans on, all think we always just assume Taylor's just biased for both both man teams, but nah. United fans are adamant that Taylor's like pro City. I've not really noticed one way or another, to be honest. I've no. not paid attention to it, but um, yeah, it probably will be him. And which, you know, how can you have a referee from Manchester refereeing Man- Manchester City or Manchester United against Liverpool? It's, you know, it's it's just it's unbelievable that this happens. <laughs> really is, and it shouldn't be up to Liverpool to say anything about it because as soon as they do, it's like, oh look, a clock moaning again, and it it shouldn't be up to us to to bring this to to flag it up. It just should not be happening, and it's staggering that it does happen. Yeah. But I don't know who who would you even want in charge? Who who do you trust? Yeah, nobody. Nobody, but it's more a yeah. case of who I definitely don't want. I would have probably said I would have probably said him. Two years ago, I would right. have said him. Yeah, he's yeah. The, probably, probably the one with the best temperament. But oh, come on, like, we'll beat them, though. Uh, uh, that my my Wait, worry man. about that game is not Manchester City. It's about what's going to happen with with like the officiating on the day. Yeah. Well, our yeah. record there uh, is absolutely shocking. Yeah. So you should probably be yeah. worried about Manchester. Well, City now as well. if we get beat by Man City and and it's like fair and square, well, okay, you, you can live with that. Yeah. There's no sense of injustice about it. You just have to take your punishment, don't you? But it's when like they're getting a helping hand. That's when it's it's really it sticks in the throat well, and it's hard to take. Remember a few years back when uh, Sadio got that goal. At the offside, which was disallowed, and he was miles onside. That was, Remember that, that one? That was Sterling, wasn't it? Yeah, it was, no, that was uh, Sterling, and, and Sadio's was the one where was it? Um, it, it, yeah, it almost crossed the line. Okay, yeah, I thought Sadio was about four yards onside. Okay, yeah. sorry, yeah, yeah, fair enough. The controversy in that in that City game was company not getting a red card for that yeah. horrendous yeah. lunge that was Salah, where he Taylor, shouted down him and. Yeah, and called Salah a pussy after almost breaking his legs. Yeah. <laughs> Look but at him now. Thing, the thing is, the pussy jacket, the fucking Our two games before um, uh, City are looting away, which you know we need to win, obviously, yeah. because they're one of the worst teams who have ever played in in the top flight. And then we have Brentford at home on the 12th, which is after the Europa League game against Toulouse. Uh, international break, so we should, you know, have six points uh, in the bag before the City game. Uh, and, you know, if we get a, a draw uh, there, then we're kind of uh, keeping up at, with them. Uh, if, we, if we win, then it's, it's a real six-pointer. Um, then we have Fulham at home, Sheffield United away, and Palace away. So a draw at City, a, I'd snatch your hand off of that, right? Yeah, now. same. Yeah, therefore, right. yeah, big time. Yeah. Give me nil nil or one one now. Just uh, yeah. take the point and get out of there. Draw and, there. Uh, yeah, do our business. Yeah, if you do that it. every season, that's all you yeah. can ask for, isn't it? And, and do our business at home. And just one of the stats I put up, I, I kind of said this. Uh, last week, since Leeds beat us last uh, season uh, at Anfield in the league, uh, we've played 17 games. We've won 14, uh, drawn three. So we've got... Uh, is that just in the league or is that all competitions? Uh, yeah, just in the league, uh, lads. So that's 45 points out of 51. 
since last October uh, in the league at Anfield and at that rate I think we're probably on for about 85 to 92 points at this season City have already dropped uh, 6 points um, and I'm going to say it now I think we'll win the title this season Come on. <laughs> Why you got to say that for? I You're know, worse than him. I, I got all defiant, didn't I, after the Tottenham game, and then we followed yeah. it up yeah. with, with that the next week at Brighton, so I'm keeping my mouth shut now. Well, you know. I'm not we, saying we, I, I disagree we, with you, John. I'm just I'm just keeping yeah. my mouth shut. We, we, we've played 15 this season. We've won 12, uh, drawn two and lost one, and the only game we lost uh, this season was against Spurs, which was an absolute farce. Uh, this is with a new team. Um, you know, we've lost uh, stalwarts, uh, Fabinho, Firmino, uh, Henderson, uh, Thiago, who is, you know, uh, AWOL. Um, we've brought in new players. Uh, and uh, I just think uh, the boys who have come in have hit the ground running. Uh, the, the fellows who have been there since last season, like Nunes, have uh, Jota, uh, Gakpo, have really come with trumps. And um, like every season we do on the pod, uh, you know, here we finish this season. And I'm saying now, I think we'd win the league. And Andre the Giant coming in in, in January. <laughs> That's it. I'm just going to nickname him Peter, I think. <laughs> No, I'm just pretty positive about the whole thing. He's going to be absolutely insane here, though, isn't he? Yeah, no, he is. And I'm just pretty positive about, uh, you know, uh, where we're going at the moment. Uh, I think the fact that we're in uh, the Europa League as well is really going to help because it helps us in terms of uh, squad rotation. But also the fact that Newcastle, Arsenal... Uh, United uh, who finished above us last season are in uh, European Cup they <laughs> Why can't you United as though they're like <laughs> any kind of a threat but, to anyone but, but, but they did finish above us last season that's the thing John will John will list every <laughs> permutation there is in the list you may as well just mention yeah, Burnley or something there like, like in tick. terms of relevance <laughs> <laughs> they did finish above us last season, yeah, which is uh, scandalous when you think yeah. of it. But uh, I, I just think uh, we'll obviously finish top four uh, this season, bearing in mind that uh, top five is going to get us into the European Cup permutations. We have a great chance again to Dublin uh, for the final in the Europa League. And I just think uh, the way he's, uh, you know, uh, manage uh, the squad uh, with uh, rotation and everything it gives us a great chance of uh, uh, you know going head to head with City for the league uh, so I, I'm saying it now I, I think we have a yeah I, I think we have a great chance of, of winning the league you're setting this up perfectly for a, a loss at Luton <laughs> on Sunday <laughs> Sunday let me bring yeah, the know, back. Let me bring it back into line and, and say that on several occasions, the best Liverpool team that any of us have ever seen, possibly ever, couldn't get over the line because Man City cheat and they rack up 95-96 points. Manchester City are on 24 points after 10 games, so they're going to be quite close to that 95 points again if yeah. they hold true to their thing. 
It's difficult. It's just always going to be difficult to beat. And this team that we have this season could potentially go on and emulate those great teams of the first Klopp era. But they're not going to be there yet. Let's just have a little bit of common sense. If it happens, it happens. I ain't going to go jinxing it by predicting it. I'll leave that to you, boys. But um, looting away on Sunday, Dave, it, there really shouldn't be a hiccup there should there like, as you say you've been saying this all season those three promoted teams you know they've got 10 points between them after a combined 30 games played um surely we just take care of business here and yeah and pick up the three points and of those 10 points um at least four of them came against everton now luton uh i think actually won at goodison which is just hard to believe because they're awful, you know. They are. They're just the the only thing they've really got going for them is physicality and decent at set pieces. Like that's that's it. I mean, that's kind of what got them promoted. They beat Sunderland just by being like more physical, just bigger and stronger than them, and that's what got them through that. And that's not going to get you very far, as we're seeing now. You know, I'm just not really. Not really seeing anything from them. I do think that strike is all right. He's he's a bit cartoose, but he's like he's a big effective cartoose. Um, his name's just totally gone from my mind. Um, but he's not bad. Aside from that, I've, I just I don't I think that they're, um, they're really poor. We should win it convincingly. Um, I think you know tonight is not going to have any influence on on our team selection like negatively. You know, sort like. Anyone who's played tonight's not going to be able to play at the weekend because it's Sunday, so um, we'll be at full strength. I think probably four or five goals, and I could see us conceding one from Scrappy, Seppies or something, but I think we'll win convincingly. A couple of goals for Darwin. Ma will get on the score sheet. Maybe Dom. And uh, maybe Virgil or something. I think we might score from a set piece ourselves. Nice, I like that. And John, yep. um, as Dave said, that there isn't really too much hassle in terms of playing players who played tonight. Um, you'd probably just expect Mo and Dom and Costas, obviously, maybe Curtis to keep their place in the team on Sunday. But um, you know, Gravenberch looked like he has, may may have done enough to keep hold of the shirt. Uh, maybe ahead of Curtis, although Curtis didn't really do anything wrong to lose the shirt in the first place. Sometimes that's just the way it goes. Yeah, yeah, I reckon, you know, Alisson will come back in. Uh, obviously, Trent, probably Konati and uh, Van Dijk as well, who probably maybe travelled, well, they did uh, travel tonight, but I didn't play. Uh, Simicast, again, we said this before, probably a little worry um, at left back. Middle of the park, uh, McAllister, Dom, and uh, Gravenberg, and up front, obviously, uh, Darwin will start. I'd say Mo and uh, Diogo, uh, Diaz, uh, and again, you mentioned this at the weekend, and just I thought you dealt with the whole uh, uh, tragic situation really well at the weekend, and fair on that boys um, you know hopefully that will all be sorted soon enough um, but yeah I think we'll uh, have enough uh, to beat them the table doesn't lie they've played 10 
Dave, uh, one one what game like out of ten. It does, but you forgot the asterisk. Yeah, we're actually yeah. top uh, of of the league. Um, should be. Um, yeah, we should be. Yeah, I mean they've won uh, one out of ten. Uh, have scored nine in uh, ten games, conceded twenty. So they're conceding to a game, and we're scoring basically two and a half a game. Uh, so we need to win that. And obviously, then when um, if we do, uh, we're playing Brentford at home. Uh, hopefully, get three points against them, and then we're going into the City game, and we will not be. Um, well, we we will be at at most a point behind uh, City going into that game, and if we get a game, if we get a draw against them, as Dave said, um, take that and. Uh, just drive on then but uh yeah definitely need to win at the weekend uh follow up probably in the europa league against toulouse with a, a draw or win away to them beat brentford and and then go into the international break uh, on a great run we we've not lost since uh, that spurs game so um that's you know going back six seven weeks and uh yeah i'm really positive about the season uh uh the keyboard's playing well the back uh, the back four playing well virgil's not back to his imperious best but you know how Close. could he be uh, yeah he, he's he's really good but um you know he is so good that it's hard to get back to that um uh, level he, he was at and the midfield is uh, a huge, um, uh, you know, uh, upgrade on what we had last season. Uh, you know, Fabinho, uh, Henderson, uh, great servants, uh, despite all that has happened uh, since uh, last season. But they were just not, you know, up to the, the previous season. So the lads who have come in have improved us. Uh, immeasurably and obviously the top five up front uh, 30 goals already in uh, um, in the 15 games we played uh, to a game uh, how many times have mentioned that tonight by the way yeah but, it, but it, like, and I said this to you before uh, in a mail um, if we go at that level if the, the, the front five uh, continue to score an average of two a game we're going to play, you know, fifty to fifty-five <laughs> games a season. We're looking at a hundred and hundred and ten goals. What have they got so far? How many so far? <laughs> Thirty. Thirty. <laughs> right. I can't right. wait. It's only got another three. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> and, and like you know, say we get a goal, which is uh, the ball is uh, two thirds of the way over the line. <laughs> That means we get 33 and a third, <laughs> but uh, no, they've been unbelievable. Uh, 30 goals, and I think we could be looking at uh, <laughs> see, I've made an effort with uh, the pronunciation, and you're just seeing the piss here. Um, but I reckon uh, they no, it's we, not the pronunciation. Pronunci- <laughs> pronunciation, it's the number of times you've referenced the exact same thing. It must be at least 30 times now, 30 times. <laughs> But they're going to score 100 goals this season and we're going to win the fucking league. <laughs> All right. Good stuff. And on that note. <laughs> yeah, right. 
Uh, Dave, anything else you want to add? No, no. I think we're Good done. Good stuff. Alright, well that was another fun evening watching the Reds. Um, a stormer from Darwin wins it on a stormy night in Bournemouth. Uh, Dave and the boys will be back after the Luton game on Sunday, but until then we'll catch you soon. The best word I can say but uh, will describe this was boom. <laughs> 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 Ooh, what was this? It was really good.